You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Corn Ferry International Executive Vice President of Corporate Affairs, Don Spetner, goes on the record online. We're seeing a lot of junior people with great knowledge of this brave new world, but really uh, insufficient knowledge of the business world. And that's where the real opportunity lies. If you truly can marry both of those, if you understand corporate life, if you understand a balance sheet, if you understand business models and financial models and why uh, decisions get made in the C-suite, but you also understand what Twitter is, how it works, why it's important, um, or you have your own blog or you live in that world, then you're really valuable. Two years back, I presented a session on social media for the board of directors at Corn Ferry International, and that's when I met Don Spetner. He's their executive vice president of corporate affairs, and I had a chance to talk to him about the critical new media communication skills that employers want from today's job candidates, uh, what sectors are hiring most in their current economy, um, what it was like working for philanthropist and financial services titan Eli Broad. Uh, and more after this. Can you upload press releases and manage the media contact information in your online newsroom? Or are you still relying on someone else to do it for you? Are you able to upload high-resolution captioned images that reporters and bloggers can download and use in their coverage? Or do you need someone else to do that as well? And what about video? Can you easily upload video to your own branded online newsroom? right inside your existing website, or does that require IT support as well? According to Pew Internet, the web is the dominant channel for news and information. If you're a PR person and you're not equipped to communicate effectively online, iPressroom has a solution for you. With iPressroom, you get an easy-to-use online newsroom right inside your existing website. If you can point and click and drag and drop, iPressroom gives you everything you need to execute effective online PR campaigns. You can even use our press release search engine optimization wizard to increase the search rank of your organization's website. To find out more about our online newsroom management solution or for a free 60-day trial of our online newsroom SEO wizard, tweet me at Chris Bechtel, which is B-E-C-H-T-E-L, or send email to info at ipressroom.com. Don Spetner, Executive Vice President of Corporate Affairs for Corn Ferry, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I wanted to uh, uh, talk to you about uh, your upcoming presentation at the PRSA Digital Impact Conference, which is going to be in New York Friday, May 1st, 2009. Um, Tell us about what you're going to present on. Well, I have a personal view that we're entering into, in fact, I think we're in it already, the period of greatest demand for communications professionals. But in order to take advantage of it, the skill set for these professionals needs to be different. And I want to talk about 
why I think the demand is so great and then what kinds of skills employers are going to be looking for uh, now and in the years ahead. When you just look, uh, you know, broadly at all the different employers that uh, Corn Ferry International is helping um, uh, fill positions for, uh, what are some of the broader trends? I mean, are uh, what skills are becoming less important? Um, this is slightly blasphemous to say, but uh, traditional journalism skills are becoming less important. That historically was the route into public relations. You started as a journalist and uh, made the crossover to the dark side. More recently, last 10 or 15 years, the emergence of public relations curriculum began to happen, but the more senior generation, most of them have a background in journalism in the communications world, and that's changing. And on the flip side, uh, what skills are becoming more important? Well, my own belief is that the skills that will be most important as we move forward is one, and this one is still true today, a fundamental understanding of business. But then two, a really deep and nuanced understanding of digital media and the impact that it's having on communications, because that's what corporations are struggling with right now. The game has been changed dramatically, and big companies need help trying to figure out this new world. In the world of digital communications uh, skills, how sophisticated is the buyer? I mean, what 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 would make an, an employer consider a uh, communicator, a senior communicator with business communication skills, um, an apt digital communicator? Well, it's, it's a great question because the... Uh the buyer is not that knowledgeable. I would say the buyer is confused. Generally, the buyer is older, uh, did not come of age in the digital world, is kind of amused and confounded by this wild new world out there. And so you actually have to educate the buyer a bit uh, by explaining to him or her why this new world is so important. It's easy to dismiss Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter when you're insulated in the walls of a major corporation because you don't experience it. So if you can bring real-world examples of how this new digital world either caused a major crisis or helped solve a major problem, I think that's really critical as you go through job interviews. When you um, are, when, when you guys are, uh, are recruiting or out there looking for potential candidates to, to fill positions that you're hiring for, um, I've got to think a lot of them are coming to you and showing you personal work, personal achievements, blogs, and uh, their understanding of, of Facebook um, with an individual presence there. Or, uh, I mean, it, do, are you seeing a lot of qualified senior communicators coming to the table with the, that experience that you just asked for? Or are more, pe- more people trying to parlay their experience as individuals with digital media into a position um, at a major corporation? Uh, Another great question. Not seeing a lot of senior communications people with strong knowledge and participation in the digital world. We're seeing a lot of junior people with great knowledge of this brave new world, but really uh, insufficient knowledge of the business world. 
And that's where the real opportunity lies. If you truly can marry both of those, if you understand corporate life, if you understand a balance sheet, if you understand business models and financial models and why uh, decisions get made in the C-suite, but you also understand what Twitter is, how it works, why it's important, um, or you have your own blog or you live in that world, then you're really valuable. I think one of the... uh, one of the things we're seeing is at the senior level, not enough knowledge of and comprehension of this new digital world, and at the um, emerging level, uh, maybe some nerdiness in the digital world, meaning a real passion for it and um, immersed in it, but then not a good knowledge and understanding of the corporate culture. And and how do you see um, how, how does Corn Ferry International propose to fill that gap? for its clients? Well, it's tough. Um, And we are having to troll uh, this new media world more than we've had to in the past. It was less important in the past, but it's quickly becoming extremely important. Um, We're still going to traditionally look at for senior-level jobs, which is what we exclusively recruit for. We're still going to look at proven um, business track record people who have spent 10, 15, or 20 years um, in major roles in major companies, uh, that's almost a price of entry. But now we're also trying to probe with those people to see, are you innovative? Are you current on what's going on there? Are you creative about how communications is changing? And can you bring new ideas to people? How is the organization dealing with the shift to digital? Do you see most digital hiring needs coming from marketing or PR? Are they coming from HR? Are they coming from executive office? Uh, Who controls digital communications inside the organization today? It's up for grabs. Uh, In heavily customer-focused companies, particularly retail-type companies, it's the marketing and customer side of the equation that's starting to grab this because they have the relationship with the customer and so much is focused on that. Uh, in more traditional industrial companies, um, it's coming out of the corporate communications department. And in some areas, it's coming out of HR. But for the, for the most part, it's, it's sort of a battle between marketing slash ad folks and more traditional communications people. Do you see uh, the emergence of a new department, a digital digital department or interactive department? Is that anything that has any real legs from your point of view? Um, no. What I see it as being is a division or a, a, a unit within either the communications or the marketing department. Because, again, unless it's core to the business that you're in, so unless you're a social networking company or you're Google or Yahoo, you're a portal, um, digital communications won't drive revenue. It's going to be a staff function, and so it'll fall into one of the existing staff functions. Um, Talk to us about uh, the various sectors that you see as most resilient in the current economy from a hiring standpoint. Well, right now the best places to be are... um, Government, academia, and healthcare. Those are really the only areas that have held up in this downturn. Uh, financial services is a train wreck. Industrial is way off. Technology is suffering. Um, retail is really suffering. But the, the areas where we're strong on the recruiting side are government seeing an increase. Um, 
academia has held strong, and healthcare always seems to survive. Um, when you um, uh, uh, look at um, uh, the various needs that, that say, government has, um, do you think government is uh, um, ready to start participating in conversations that it doesn't control? Is there a real understanding at the executive level that, hey, if we hire somebody to um, conduct social media outreach for us, things may not go the way we like. Are they ready for that? Um, it's very interesting. The people uh, on the elected official side, people who have been running campaigns, they get it because they've been using young people. That's how they got their campaigns going. Um, you know, the Obama campaign was just a phenomenal example of how powerful this new world is. Uh, so I don't worry about sort of the staff functions within elected officials. Where I do think there's going to be problems are in the in the uh, agencies that need it the most, people that deal with uh, consumers and people, uh, housing administration, uh the FDA, the FTC, all of those kinds of places that actually deal with our lives, they need to jump into this world, and they're the, traditionally the most bureaucratic and the most actually insensitive to what's going on out there. But that creates opportunity. So you'll see that start to change. That's where these jobs are going to become uh, available. Do you see the uh, bailout creating uh, jobs in any sectors, and if so, which ones? Um. Yes, the bailout is going to create a lot of jobs. Uh, the most immediate is obviously going to be in the infrastructure sector, but uh, there's communications job being created right now in the lobbying and PR area to try and get contracts with the government. So it's it's in a it, there's a pool of money out there. There's going to be a lot of effort to tap it. Um, so it's already having its impact. What advice do you have for senior level communicators? Um, who, particularly those who may be in businesses that are fighting to stay solvent right now, um, you know, what, what advice would you have for them who are either looking to uh, continue to prove their worth to their organization or perhaps looking to you know, make a change? Uh, those of us who came of age pre-Internet, we have to learn to think differently. I was raised, I went to journalism school and was raised on a very traditional model of uh, one-way communication that was controlled and you worked with influencers and gatekeepers and you built relationships with key media. We have to change that mindset and accept the premise that you can no longer control any communications and that it's about managing information, not about controlling it. Um, so first, you have to open up your mindset, and then secondly, spend some time with, uh, if you've got college-age kids, with your college kids, with people in their 20s, watch how they access information, watch where they go to discover things, um, live their lives for a while, and you'll understand the enormous power of this new world, and then start to drive that change within your own company. Now, Don, you um, uh, joined Corn Ferry International in 2000 after uh, uh, how many years were you at um, um, uh, Eli Broad's company? 
I was three years with Eli Broad at Sun America, and prior to that, I was eight years with Nissan as their head of communications for North America. And you actually were at Sun America through the AIG uh, merger, right? Correct. AIG acquired Sun America in 1999. And then um, uh, Mr. Broad stepped down, right? Right. So uh, with about six billion dollars. So okay. So a couple of questions. First yeah. off, uh, you know. Obviously, uh, he is um, an unparalleled philanthropist in the Los Angeles area, uh, the biggest patron of the arts this city has ever known. Um, so yeah, as, as a bit of a, uh, a culture vulture myself, uh, did you uh, get to go to some pretty, pretty great art openings when you were in America? <laughs> I did, actually. He, his personal collection is one of the greatest collections of contemporary art in the world. And once or twice a year, he would actually open his personal collection to a select group of people, and I generally got to attend those, which was phenomenal. Um, but I occasionally uh, got his tickets to things. There was a reopening of Royce Hall once at UCLA, and uh, he and Edie didn't want to go, and I got his tickets, which were the best tickets in the house, which was a little embarrassing because I had better tickets you know, than the mayor and um, some other major business executives. And it was individual performances from Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, um, maybe Joni Mitchell, I can't remember, but it was phenomenal. So occasionally I got those perks, but by and large, he was not a guy who gave out a lot of perks. In terms of the fine art collection, what impressed you most? Um, for a guy who, by all appearances, leads a very conservative lifestyle, Eli wore a suit and tie every day, got up early, um, very disciplined, conservative guy. His selection and passion in his artwork was um, incredibly innovative, open, somewhat shocking. He was very open to artists that were very non-traditional, and he had an amazing eye for it. Um, he, he invested wisely. He, he'd pick artists before they really hit the big time and then owned major pieces of their collection. And just as a tip for listeners who are interested in fine art, um, uh, Mr. Broad actually has a private collection in Santa Monica. Um, you can call and you can go see it. It doesn't cost anything, and it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's, a, it's an old general uh, telephone building that he bought right. and houses some of his collection. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, the, the word on the street is that uh, Eli Broad is a, is a very uh, difficult guy to work for. And, uh, I mean, you were there for three years. So, uh, you know, what is that true? And if so, you know, how did that prepare you for where you are today? You know, it's very interesting. When I was contemplating taking the job working for Eli, uh, a lot of people said to me, don't work for that guy. He's impossible. Uh, He's mean. He's unbearable. I did not find that to be true at all. What I found was that he had incredibly high standards, and he was very demanding, but he was uh, the smartest guy I've ever worked for. He was very fair, um, very honorable, and he just demanded high quality. Uh, he, he pushed you to your limit. He got the best work out of me than anybody I've ever worked for. But it wasn't easy. Don Spetner, Executive Vice President of Corporate Affairs for Corn Ferry International. Thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to seeing you in New York. Thank you, Eric. I'm looking forward to it. 
You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.